See, this is me. Boba Fett. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. This is Josiah, and we are on day 20 of 30 days of Boba Fett. So we're two-thirds of the way there, guys. We are so close to the book of Boba Fett. I can taste it. Uh, had a really cool uh, night tonight. Uh, for those of you, obviously, a lot of you who listen to the podcast know that I'm a pastor. Uh, but part of my job is I'm also a director of a small Bible school here in Houston, Texas. And uh, there were a bunch of our guys um, who had not watched The Mandalorian or Star Wars at all. And uh, so I had them over. They've been catching up. And they were like, so your favorite character is Boba Fett? And I was like, yeah, he's got his own show coming out in the end of December. Um, and so long story short, I told them for you guys to be on the same page as me, you know, going into uh, this new show, you've got to watch the first two seasons of The Mandalorian by Christmas break, which for them starts tomorrow. And so they uh, they came over today for episodes six, seven, and eight of Mandalorian season two. And so obviously seeing Boba Fett on Tython, seeing the big reveal in episode eight. So they're hyped. And then I was like, just wait, wait, wait. We watched after credit scene with Boba Fett in Jabba's palace. So they're hyped. And it got me hyped all over again for uh, what's to come in the book of Boba Fett. So today's episode is more of a speculation episode, which uh, I don't know about you guys, but I love this kind of thing. And today's episode is all about the concept and I guess the question of Will the Tusken Raiders join Boba Fett? What I mean by that is uh, we've been hearing that it's this underworld, you know, joining together. If you follow the Book of Boba Fett Instagram page or Star Wars or Disney Plus, they're all kind of posting very similar things. Um, they posted a short little clip where you hear Boba Fett say, welcome to the underworld. In my opinion, that is something he says at the very beginning of that meeting that we've seen so many times. And so... Uh, the question is this, again, we've only seen snippets from apparently the first few minutes of the, sh of the first episode of the show. We haven't seen even the second half of the first episode. So the question is, um, are the people who are following Boba Fett and, you know, Crimson Dawn, Black Sun, all these characters, are they all going to war for control of the underworld? What's, you know, what's that look like? Uh, so if that's the case, obviously we know we've heard rumor that this is a big revenge tour for Boba Fett. Um, what does that look like? And, uh, and is it more of a personal revenge tour where it's him and maybe Finnick, but mostly just Boba doing his thing? What's, you know, what's the case? We don't know. Uh, but let's say it's a faction versus faction show, right? Let's say it's, you know, very similar to the War of the Bounty Hunters uh, comic series from Marvel that we just finished where it's, you know, the the Huts and the Black Sun and, uh, you know, the, the Crimson Dawn and the Empire and the, the Rebellion and all these factions vying for uh, the sale of Han Solo and Carbonite, but ultimately kind of pressing each other to see who's really in control of the room. Is that going to be the case? And if so, especially for rule of Tatooine, we know that Jabba ruled most of the sector around Tatooine from his throne room on Tatooine. If that's the case, if Boba can pull off that same uh, structure of power, albeit through respect, like he's been saying, could a additional group of people, aka the Tusken Raiders, be that thing that turns the tide for him? Now, uh, I know... 
if you're listening to this or watching this, you're probably thinking, Joe, you know that the Tuscan Raiders only think about themselves and they're, you know, it's, it's something where they just, you know, they have a culture that's in and of itself and they're not looking to outsiders. And I a hundred percent agree, but we know from Canon that, uh, and legends, but especially in Canon, which obviously is what applies to us tonight. Um, we know that on few and far between occasions, they're willing to put their isolation aside for the betterment of their society. And uh, I'll give you a couple of examples. Number one, if you've watched The Mandalorian, season two, episode one, we see that take place. Um, you know, there's a moment where they need to join together with Cobb Vanth and The Mandalorian and some of the uh, the people who live nearby for the destruction and the defeat of that crate dragon who's affecting everyone's lives. So they're still going to do their thing, but they're working hand in hand with these settlers that they normally would uh, disdain and despise for the sake of both of their survivals. And once the crate dragon's dead, then maybe we'll take up arms against one another again. That's one scenario. We also know that they have a very deep respect and almost an adoration for people of power, people that seem to, um, you know, it's very, it's a very, um, I, I don't, I, I guess primitive is the right word. It's a very primitive style of leadership where it's, you know, the strongest person in the room is the leader. And so we've seen from recent canon comics where they're, they believe in, uh, you know, the boogeyman of Darth Vader. And, and we've even seen uh, them have, you know, funeral pyres built up and, and not funeral pyres, but bonfires built up in the shape of Darth Vader worshiping him. And, and Tuscans are coming, you know, in droves to surround this circle uh, in the middle of which there's a giant, you know, 20, 30, 40 foot uh, bonfire shaped like Darth Vader uh, and they're there and they're bowing down to it. So here's my question. If um, they obviously, uh, you know, they respect the crate Dragon, they respect the Sarlacc and things like that. If Boba Fett survives and whether they find him and nurse him back to health or he finds his own way out and, and you know, joins their ranks or whatever their connection is to Boba Fett, could they have a respect for him? Uh, not that he would replace a local chief or anything like that, but could he be a chieftain? Could he be seen as an outside leader, someone that is outside of their culture, obviously, but someone that they respect? And if so, can that be the thing that turns the tide in the war that Boba Fett seems to be going into? I think Boba Fett has fought. Uh, he, he's been a bounty hunter. He's been a fighter. He's not afraid of conflict, but I think he knows um, what's most beneficial and what will make us all rich is enterprise. Like he's saying, let's all work together. Let's, you know, this Ithorian mob boss and, you know, these, these weak way and these Klaatuinians, what can we do to all work and benefit together? Not just, uh, who's the strongest man out. It's very similar to, uh, the Darth Bane, uh, series where the Sith of old, yeah, maybe three or four uh, smaller or less powerful Sith could overpower a master, but now you have four weaker Sith in the place of one strong Sith master. And and ultimately, even though the the order was was larger, uh, the depth wasn't there. So Bane wipes the slate clean and says, let's have a master and an apprentice. And until the apprentice can overtake the master, then he or she is not worthy of assuming that role. And, you know, piece by piece, you get to the Darth Plagueis and Darth Sidious and Darth Vader 
era where some of the most powerful force users we've ever seen are at the helm of the Sith and what they want to do in and with the galaxy. Uh, could the Tuscans feel similarly? Could the Tuscans feel like here's a guy who is a, a picture of strength, a picture of endurance, uh, a picture of, and there, imagine you're a Tuscan Raider or, or, or a, a Tuscan uh, you know, person that's been living on Tatooine for generations and generations, and you truly believe anyone else that is not of Tuscan descent is an outsider and not just an outsider, but an intruder. And, and the water was given to the Tuscan people as a sacred gift from the gods. And they're coming in here and farming the gift that you've been given by the gods. Imagine, you know, you're still preserving your way of life in the face of a galaxy that's obviously very advanced, and there's a man that is preserving his life in the face of a Sarlacc beast that tries to digest him or things like that. I think there are parallels between Boba Fett's survival after Return of the Jedi and the survival of the Tuscan culture that they will honor. And uh, I'm very interested. Obviously, anytime Tuscans are on screen, I'm zoomed all the way in and I'm ready and I'm excited. So I think that the Tuscan Raiders being the thing that turns the tide of the war over whatever other faction is trying to uh, stand in the way of Boba Fett's reign of the underworld, I think that would be really cool. If Boba Fett can have his home base be on Tatooine, which, you know, why not? He's lived there. He's, you know, I don't know if he has a home other than Slave One, but obviously, you know, he's he's ruled, uh, not ruled, but he's worked from Tatooine for forever. Why not set up shop there in a palace that's already known uh, to be the place that the underworld's kind of ruled from? Uh, everybody knows you don't cross job with a hut. Why not have that same reputation with more respect involved? And you have this group of, you know, indigenous people that are, uh, respected and feared in that community that have your back as well. So I think it'll be an awesome idea. And I think that if we can see him working with them, if we can see, if, if I get to see Boba Fett signing in his Mandalorian armor, to a Tuscan in their outfit, I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, if I get to see Boba Fett, you know, talking to a, a chieftain of a Tuscan tribe and the person turns and one of their eyes is a red jewel, AKA plug eye from the Kenobi series, uh, from the Kenobi book back in the day. Oh my gosh. I mean, these are things that I dream about. And you know what? Before the Mandalorian, I never would have thought, Somebody out there is thinking like I think, but you got the guy, Robert Rodriguez, who's in charge of this. You got Dave Filoni and J John Favreau who are in charge of this, who have admittedly said, this is me geeking out playing with my Boba Fett toy. Robert Rodriguez getting ready to direct the tragedy episode six of season two of the Mandalorian says me and my kids go in our backyard and we frame out scene by scene with our action figures. They're in my head. They're in my head, bro. So if I get to see something like plug eye, if I get to see Boba Fett signing with a Tuscan Raider, if I get to see Boba Fett um, out of the mutual respect, not out of fear for Boba Fett, but out of respect for who he is or, or out of respect for his survival in the face of death, the same way that their culture is surviving in the face of a Tatooine that's imposing on their way of life. If I get to see these things, I'm going to be a happy camper. So tell me what you think. If you think I'm off the rails crazy, or if you go, man, you've got a point there. If there was something that you want to see in the book of Boba Fett that I haven't mentioned yet, please sound off in the comments. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. If you like this video, please subscribe to the channel, share, 
this video, turn on notifications so you know when we're posting new content. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and may the force be with you.